Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone. Once again on the screened porch, it is another beautiful sunny day. Thanks to those that wrote back about last week's chat featuring the adorable American woodcock, also called a timberdoodle. Seems many of us favor the long-beaked bird. Patty Dole of Little Big Farm, which is the flower farm we featured in episode 28 about three sisters and no-till gardening, sent me a note. She wrote, We have these guys on our property near the wet areas. They sound like a frog but it's an unmistakable noise when you hear the whirling in the sky as they fly and do their mating rituals. It's so cool. I wish more people would leave some wild areas for wildlife. That's what our community of listeners is about, right? Spreading the word about how we can make a difference one yard at a time. Thank you, Patty. So today we'll share a story about a grove of baby white pines and hemlocks that self-seeded reminding me of a successional forest I came upon a handful of years ago after a comfort zone camp event. And we'll wrap up with a game of Life Day, held at a local high school that is helping to grow our new generation of young adults that you'll enjoy. We visited Blue Mountain Lake over the weekend to enjoy the early spring day, and I was sad to see the deterioration and the closing of the sections of the park under the guise of the lack of funding to maintain it. I can't help but think it may be an intentional initiative to justify redesignating the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area to a national park. We talked about that in episode 58, Flora and Reflections from Blue Mountain Lake. Anyway, I have to admit, though, I enjoyed the serenity on the side gated off because no one else was there. We came upon a population of baby white pines exploding in the forest, which warmed my heart, plus a few young hemlock trees. The park recovered from the inundation of hemlock woolly adelgid a few years ago with the help of biological controls, I believe. There's a predatory beetle that feeds on the woolly adelgid, and now those beautiful trees are rebounded, and it's so glorious to see. But even without intervention, it's fascinating how nature propagates new plants when others fade away. I have a baby white pine along with several cedar trees that self-seeded where the hemlocks were, and I don't even have those species on the property. I actually wonder what new plants will replace the vast vacancy caused by the loss of the magnificent ash trees due to the emerald ash borer. I don't know if that's happened to you, but it's just been, oh my goodness, so devastating to see the blank forests. The baby white pines and young hemlocks reminds me of a column from December 2018 about a successional forest I look forward to sharing with you today, and it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Over the weekend, I participated in a family holiday program for Comfort Zone Camp, a bereavement camp for kids and young adults. It's their 20th anniversary of serving families who have lost loved ones too early in life. The holidays are challenging, no matter how recent the loss or how young or old a loved one was. It's incredibly isolating for kids who often suppress grief and turn to destructive ways of coping. During Comfort Zone Camp's family holiday program, children prepared a centerpiece in memory of their loved ones. 
and they shared their stories during healing circles with their peers and with the help of volunteer counselors. After the families left, the volunteers gathered, and the facilitators for the camp asked for a pulse check. We went around the room, and each one gave a word about how we felt after the day. Words like grateful, inspired, loved, connected, and thankful were shared. Then one volunteer candidly added, tired. True, it was a packed day of activities, but more a day of sharing heartfelt emotions, which can be exhausting, yet freeing at the same time. The next day, after driving Kurt to the train station for a week on the road, I felt a heightened gratitude for him and his family and our canine kid. On our way home, Miss Ellie and I stopped at the Lodestar Park in Freedom, New Jersey. So yes, this was in 2018 when I had Miss Ellie May. As we roamed the woods, I came across a sign titled Successional Forest, a term not familiar. In a nutshell, it means an ecological process of recovery of land impacted by a fire, logging or farming, for example. The ground returns to an ecologically balanced state through succession of stages over time, given no other manufactured or natural setbacks. The forest at Lodestar Park, the sign explained, has an assortment of hardwood trees, including red cedar, black birch, and black cherry, that populated the beginning of the woods, indicating the area was a farm field not long ago. The trees are known as pioneer or opportunistic species, often fast-growing, and they first populate the vacant area until they shade the understory, not allowing their saplings to survive. Then, shade-tolerant species become introduced. Deeper in the forest, there are older trees, many more black birches, but also others characteristic of mature Appalachian forests, the sign explains, such as red oak, sugar maple, and hickory. As we approached the ravine of the Pawanskill River, a healthy stand of Canadian hemlocks welcomed us that thrive in shallow soil near water. They reminded me of the domino of fallen hemlocks that toppled in the March nor'easter in our woods a few years back. One was 200 years old, which started the chain reaction. Heartbreaking, though I understand the cycle of nature and trust Mother Nature knows what she is doing. As we turned to head back to the open field, I noticed a baby hemlock, as cute as can be, among a carpet of fallen leaves. The young hemlock looked like a Christmas tree of hope and new beginnings in the dormant and brown woodland scene, just like the kids of Comfort Zone camp whose spirits shifted as they shared and learned that they are not alone, beginning their journey of healing and growing. As we prepare for the holidays, and of course now we are on the cusp of Easter and Passover, Remember, the most remarkable gift is being present in the significance of the season, being grateful, inspired, thankful, connected, sharing love. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Yes, I just adore the park. In fact, we stopped there when we adopted Jolie on our way home because it's the halfway point from where we picked her up at Father John's Animal House. So... I've been visiting that little baby hemlock, and it is growing. It is growing. And speaking of comfort zone camp, for most of today, I volunteered to staff a table at an event hosted by the Sussex County Technical School here in New Jersey. A client of mine, Suzanne Sarner, is the director of a school-based youth services program at the school, which is essentially a student center for short. 
a program that offers all kinds of free supportive services to students so they can be successful in life, Suzanne said. Agencies from all over the country were there. They began the event 15 years ago to help youth learn about the community resources and supports available. Students are given scenarios of challenges that can happen in life and visit the exhibitors to learn about the services that they offer, such as physical and mental health, domestic violence, or substance abuse, and housing support services, as well as grief and loss support. Of course, I recorded and transcribed my chat with Suzanne amongst all the hustle and bustle of the kids. She said the game of life is something that they started to allow students to learn about what's out there for them, and the idea was to incorporate all the different human service agencies in the community that provide services, especially to their students and their families, so they can take that home to their families and use it for support. I shared the theme of this week's chat about successional forests and said, the work that they are doing is much like a successional human growth experience because every person that they touch grows into the next generation. It's just a wonderful thing. Yes, indeed, it was such a delight to be around so many young folks, I must say, and very tiring, very tiring, but such a joy. And such a joy to be part of our conversations each week with you on the screen porch. And I want to thank all of you that write back. You can email me at askmarystone at gmail.com or through the social links. It's really a beautiful thing that we have this time together, and I thank you so much. And I hope you share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us in learning and growing in the Garden of Life. Thanks again, and have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.